Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Elio's original. Welcome to Web Crawlers. Uh, mini episodes are going Monday through Friday. I'm Ali Siegel. I'm Melissa Stutton. And I'm producer Maria. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. We have what seems like a ton of messages today and voicemails. We do. We're going to start off with some emails and messages. We've got one from Tara. Great. This is on Patreon. She says, I had to laugh. I listened to the mini episode about the Gardner heist today and loved how this episode crossed over with blind spot. The Gardner paintings theme. Did it? Well, the Gardner paintings theme runs through blind spot from season one all the way to season four finale and beyond. Love your show and you guys. I didn't realize this till Martin listened to the episode. He's like, you know, we did an episode uh, based on the Gardner heist. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. That's so <laughs> like crazy. Like the paintings were like the same ones that they, they did like an art heist episode. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, that's crazy. And then we have a what Patreon world. message from Chelsea. It says, hello, web crawlers. Just finished the Waverly Sanitarium episode. I live in Dayton, Ohio, so I'm pretty close to this location. I've never been, but I visited the Mansfield prison here in my state most famously known as the Shawshank Prison. My family and I took a daytime tour that was led by a man who had been incarcerated there at one point in time. Plot plot twist, he was falsely accused. Ooh. I've always wanted to do an overnight haunted tour somewhere. Ohio and Kentucky have quite a few. Also, I am Penelope Pad on Reddit, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram, and Allie still owes me some feet pics. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I, w- I would actually love to send someone feet pics. That will make me... I, I announced a few minutes ago that I was in a bad mood. I think sending someone a lot of feet pics will actually brighten up my well, day. Well, we have people asking. Go. The people yeah. want to see your feet. <laughs> 
Do we have we have that person's that oh that yes person's contact? Oh, info? we do. Okay, <laughs> Chelsea, there's some foot pics coming your way. I wonder if I could get my dog to suck my toes. No, Allie, no, that's oh. disgusting. Or is that animal abuse? <laughs> okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> okay, we have an email from Nicolette. The subject is living thing combustion. Okay, girls, no bullshit. When I was listening to the episode about human combustion, a weird incident that happened as a child came to mind. When I was younger, around eight or nine years old, my family owned a hamster. One day when our family had... T- oh, no, where is this one going? One day when, my, when our family had taken a day outing, we came home to it, like, mangled up in the cage. I don't know if that's the word, but that shit was fucked up. It looks like something had ate its stomach, but that was impossible since the cage bars were so close together. Nothing should have been able to get in. But now thinking about this combustion thing, could that be it? Like it blew up or something? Oh my god. My hamster was kind of chubby, but doubt it drank alcohol or smoked. Ha ha. Yeah, man. Weird. Anyway, love the podcast. What? Oh my god! My guess is that it had some sort of parasite in its stomach, or like worm, or something, and that it it ate it from the inside. Oh my god! That's great. You know what? I had this pet, a knoll, like a little lizard. What was its name? It's called an anole. Oh, what was its, its name? Was Twigs? Twigs. Oh. <laughs> and I had it for like a couple months, and I would I had to feed it mealworms. And it Ew. was it was kind of I was just in this little cage, and one day like it wasn't eating the mealworms like I don't know it just would not eat. And then one day, I looked in the cage, and the mealworms were eating it. Ew! They had like hid underneath the rocks, and like one day they just ate him, and it was it was devastating. That's well, so that gross. I know. Truly horrible. It was traumatizing. It was like it was like my first pet. Like it was just. And were you? How old were you? No, I was like nineteen. <laughs> were you 20. able to save it? No, it was dead. It had eaten. They eat the eyeballs. They ate. It was. It was crazy. It was. It was crazy. So oh anyway, maybe, uh, maybe some weird worms ate your hamster. I don't know. That's. Or maybe it Jeez. did combust. We should do a seance and try to reach twigs. Oh, no. That poor, poor animal, poor ins, whatever. Reptilian. Okay, and this email is from Diane. It's called Near-Death Experiences. I was given an accidental morphine overdose after surgery and was breathing only three times a minute. They had to bring me back in front of my boyfriend and family. The chest compression, sternal knuckle rubs, and Narcan injection was so painful because I felt every pain from my hysterectomy, and it wasn't safe to give me pain meds for a while. I mean, I'd basically been cut in half and had organs removed, so yeah, it's going to hurt. It was traumatic. I had nightmares for years. But the vision I had as I was dying was lovely. The sky was smoky purple, like iolite crystals, and filled with sparkling gold stars. There was a sacred feminine goddess embracing me, and I was attached to the earth with a very long golden string. She held me, comforted me, and took my took away my pain, but told me it wasn't my time. And whoop, back into my body I went, to the noise, pain, chaos, and screaming in the hospital room. I'll never forget it. I wanted to share my story with you. It was a beautiful experience, and I don't fear death. 
And what might come after? Pain is here on earth, but peace comes after. Wow, Diane. Damn, that is crazy. Fucking groovy. Yeah, you guys should do a whole episode on near death experiences. We should. Yeah, well, John Tenney said he had one. Remember, he said he like died and then came back. That's crazy. Yeah, we should do one. Um, this email's from Amber. It's called Almost Murdered. Wow, near death and almost murdered emails. Cool. Hello, yeah. Allie, Melissa, and Maria. I'm spending my isolation listening to all the web crawlers episodes and I'm almost caught up. Thanks for continuing to put out so many great episodes. I have many favorite parts about the podcast, but the top is every time Maria says, oh, Allie, or Allie, no, in disbelief. (laughs) (laughs) After listening to the first Mini Crawlers episode, I thought you might like to know the story of how my best friend's mom was almost murdered. Yes, please. I would like to know. My friend Josh used to live with his mom and dad in Trenton, a town with a large military base up here in Canada. Josh's dad is a military pilot who was deployed overseas in the late 2000s, so Josh and his mom, Trudy, remained in Trenton living on the base. In November 2009, there was a holiday gala held for military members and their families. Although her husband was working overseas, Trudy went to the party, as the military community was very close. After a great evening, Trudy was getting ready to leave the party around 1 a.m. As she put on her jacket, a strange but familiar man approached her. The man was elite pilot Russell Williams, who would later be convicted of multiple counts of sexual assault, two counts of first-degree murder, and a whole lot of breaking and entering to steal women's panties. Holy 82 moly. pairs, to be exact. She said she gave her... Oh, my God. She said he gave her very creepy vibes and was generally uncomfortable to be around. He kept touching her arm and trying to engage her in a conversation she clearly had no interest in having. As she excused herself and turned towards the door, the man said to her, Oh, Trudy, you must be so afraid in that big house all alone. Obviously knowing that her husband was deployed. And Trudy immediately replied, I'm not afraid. I have my six foot five son sleeping on the couch. And she left. A week later, Russell Williams murdered Corporal Marie France Como in her home, which sat just a few houses down from Trudy's. Oh, my God. She says she has no doubt that if she hadn't made the comment about Josh being home that night, she likely would have been his murder victim. She also casually mentioned that she was in the same general friend group as Paul Bernardo growing up. She said he was good looking, charismatic, and no one from their group would have ever suspected he would be capable of serial rape murder. Anyway, thought you guys might find that interesting. I had my own run-in with a convicted serial killer a few years ago, but that's a story for another time. Yeah, please send it. Jeez Louise. Thanks for all you do, Amber. Oh my God. That is insane. That's crazy. Also, please send us your serial killer run-in story. Oh my God. Always. Oh my God. That's that wild. This was the guy's crazy. name that killed on the base. What was his... The- what His was name guy? was Russell Williams. He's a pilot. Yikes, man. We have an email from Melanie. Subject line, Lydia. It says, hi, Allie, Melissa, and Maria. Firstly, you are one of my favorite podcasts. You have the coolest stories, funniest delivery, and the best merch. Please do not invite Lydia on again. Love you, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lydia. Lydia got hit all over the place. Some, some love, some yeah. hate. You know, she's a controversial figure. <laughs> she was just trying. I mean, she thought that 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 story was super spooky, and I think that's you know, that's totally fine. 
Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, we love Lydia. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back. She'll be back. Um, we have a couple voicemails. Hi, this message is for web crawlers. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> it's me, Ashley. I'm pretty sure I did not say my name on the first time that I left the voicemail, but that's okay. It's this girl who gets drunk with the AirPods on. That's who it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Anyway, so I was yeah. just on my way home from my boyfriend's house, and I was listening to that mini episode. I think it was a mini episode. I right? had the one with Lydia. And Loki, I was, like, laughing so much. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just funny to me. Um, Marissa, I'm just kidding, Melissa. <laughs> I don't know why I was laughing so much. But anyways, let me get to the point. I actually do have a really spooky story that I was just thinking about. And I'm like, man, I should have said this the first time. But I'll tell you guys right now. So my boyfriend took me to Mexico, like, um, back in October. Or, yeah, back in October and August around there in 2019 for the first time because I'm not Mexican. I'm Puerto Rican. And um, he just wanted to show me, like, where his family was from and everything. And so we went over there, and we were staying at, like, the place where his grandma grew up. So pretty much the way those little houses are set up is that it's, like, a bunch of little houses together. It's, like, a really small community, if that makes sense. And his family, like, they all believe that, you know, of course, like, his, like, grandma and everybody who has passed is watching over them, but I do not believe in that. I just don't like the idea of, like, my family members who have passed away are looking at me, and I'm over here being ratchet, like, you know, getting drunk and smoking and doing stuff. That's just, like, not what I want them to see. So I just don't believe that, like, any of my family members or anyone is watching over me. Like, I just don't believe in that idea. But they're, like, really big into that. And so my boyfriend, he he pretty much, like, believes in everything, if that makes sense. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, they're watching over us. Like, there's so many, like, spirits around here. And, like, so many people died over here and all this stuff. And I started getting freaked out, right? So one night we were sleeping, and he falls asleep way before me. Not only that, but this dude snores so loud. <laughs> and so, like, it takes me forever to fall asleep, right? So I'm kind of falling asleep. And all of a sudden, I feel like this really weird energy around me. And I'm like, Mm-mm, this feels so weird, right? So I get a little bit close. And then there's a part two. <laughs> wow, this is a good story. I'm riveted. Hey, web crawlers. Oh, my gosh. That thing cut me off. I talked too much. My bad. <laughs> so, anyways, let me just tell you what happened really quick. Her, but at least I want you to girls to, like, know this. So, I wake up at freaking 3.33 in the morning. I wake up, and I'm like, what the hell? And I just feel like this presence on top of me. And I, I just remember saying, if you're good, just leave me alone. And then oh. I just went back to sleep. Nothing happened. I was not freaked out. After that, I felt like this peace inside of me. Um, and it was just, like, weird and creepy. But, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say that that was his grandma. Like, that's just weird, you know. Like, I don't want to say that. But, like, still, you know, I don't know. 
a lot of creepy stuff going on down there. And I'm just not with it. I, I'm really not because, mm-mm, no. I, mm-mm. Anyways, girls, you guys are awesome. Love your podcast always. And I love being a bimbo. What else can I say? Boy, see ya. Ashley, Ashley's the best. Uh, She's amazing. I love our friend, (laughs) our friend, our best friend, Ashley. (laughs) Our best friend. She really is the best. And here's another one. Hi, web crawlers. Six two six six zero four six two six two. Yeah. Okay, here's my little story. I was just accepted to the University of Louisville for to get a master's degree, nice. and I weirdly applied to only that school. I and it's weird because I've never been to Louisville. I've never seen the campus. I really have no connection to that city, um, but I just listened to your Waverly Hills Sanatorium mini-episode, and I was like, holy shit, it's in Louisville, and I feel like I have to go there. I have to go visit the sanatorium, and I don't know, I maybe that's part of the reason why I feel like I'm being drawn there, or maybe it's just because I want a master's degree. I don't know, (laughs) but I was just like, holy fuck. Like, cause that was my moment of the day. Um, love you. Bye. Wow. Oh well, congrats on getting accepted to University of Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Go, you got to go there. It's a sign. Yeah, I would love to go to a place like that, the sanitarium or whatever. And then I think we have one more. Hey, this message is for web crawlers. Um, I just want to say I love you guys so much. You're really getting us through quarantine. I love you, Ali. I love you, Melissa. And most importantly, I love you, Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. I was just wondering Ooh. if you would do an episode on Johnny Gosh. Um, there's a documentary called uh, Who Took Johnny Gosh. It's absolutely fucking bananas. I think you guys would be really into it. It uh, talks about pedophilia, government conspiracies, um, Satanism. It's buck-ass wild. I'm in. Please look into it, and thank you so, so, so much for keeping me and my boyfriend, Zach, um, entertained through this COVID-19 bullshit. I appreciate you guys so much. Love you. Bye. Oh, thanks. That who took Johnny? I haven't seen it, but I know that story. He was like a paper boy that was abducted back in like the seventies. I haven't seen that either. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Who took Johnny? Gosh, who took Johnny? We gotta watch that documentary. Interesting. We gotta find out who took Johnny. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences, whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets. Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe. Ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Wait, so what happened in your past life regression? Oh my God. Yeah. So I got a past life regression today. I think that's why I'm so out of it, but also kind of a sore throat. Is that why you're in a bad mood? Did you learn something? No, I didn't learn anything. Well, I mean, I didn't, I learned things like allegedly. I don't know if I believe in past life aggressions. So like what I did is I basically, it was like a really deep hypnosis, but it it lasted like two hours. Oh, wow. Sounds like a nap. Yeah. And she basically... <laughs> It seriously is like a nap. I think that that's why like I can't tell like I'm like don't know if I'm like awake or like asleep right now. So she like takes you in this really like deep like hypnosis state and then like she's like what are you seeing? And the thing that that strikes me about that is like I think your brain can just like make up weird shit, Mm -hmm, you know? So like I like that when you're going to a psychic like they are telling you you know, mm-hmm. but like when you're doing a past life regression, like you're making this stuff up. So I'm like, I don't know if I have the power to figure out what I was doing in my past lives, you know? Yeah. Right. So what yeah. were you doing? So in my <laughs> <laughs> we went through three past lives. In my first past life, I was in Atlantis. And I was... Wait, again? <laughs> I was in... Again! Oh, I guess I was. I was in my in my other one with my grandma. See, but that's like another thing is like, is like, am I making this up because I've heard this stuff before or, you know, or like, right. is it organic or what? So I was, and I was a man. Ooh. Oh my God. I was like a 20-year-old man and my parents were like in some sort of like like royalty or something and i i was in love with a woman who who was like beneath me in society and i wanted to be with her but like my parents like wanted me to be part of like the royal family and i like i like i i left like the royal family so i could like be with this woman who i loved so you're prince harry <laughs> yes no but that was like i was like is this like the tale of aladdin like i think i like i couldn't I think I was like mixing like five different things up into a story. And then, um, and then like, and then like Atlantis crumbled and then there was like a war. Um, and so that's all I felt in that one. Mm. And then in the next one, 
I was like a cowgirl during like the gold rush. And this one really threw me off. I was like a, a super like butchy cowgirl. And I was like single in a time when like everyone was supposed to be like married and have kids and like have wives. And I think like I was super poor and I like was working on the railway system or something. <laughs> like I was doing like hard manual labor and I was like self-sufficient and like independent and like everyone thought it was everyone in town thought it was really weird that I was like a single woman with like a full time job and manual labor. <laughs> and then this one gets even darker. And then and then and then I, I and then I remembered like some sort of rape. Like I thought like I got raped. Oh my and god. And then like got and then got like pregnant from my rape and then like got like ostracized from the community. And then I like took a train to California, like during the gold rush and then like met someone there and like started my life over and then like everything was fine. Oh my God. Whoa. So that was that life. And then the last life that I went to, I was like an old, old man. I was like a very old man and I was like Native American and I was like the head of this like <laughs> Maria's <laughs> Maria's in, in full belief. <laughs> I was like the I was like the head of this tribe. Mm-hmm. I was just an old Native American man and the head of this tribe. I just I can't explain it. Wow. 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 Beautiful experience, right? <laughs> and then so your next your next life, you're gonna do a past life regression, you're gonna go, and then I was this girl and I just I took a lot of naps and I um <laughs> she goes to seven eleven a lot and <laughs> she made her dogs suck yeah, her she toes was. and sent the pictures to people on the One internet. Thing that makes her really happy is sending pictures of feet to people and <laughs> and that's about it oh that's the, that's what cool. i always wonder. yeah so i don't know what that was all about i i always wonder because it's like there's nothing like what would i say about my life if i was and my next life and I, like this life would be like i was this girl living in la <laughs> like trying to make trying to work things out like, it would be so boring <laughs> right yeah, it'd be so yeah, boring. Lena Dunham greenlit that already. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. It is a good idea, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm always like, I, I'm a full believer of so much stuff. But like this, I'm, I was just kind of like, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm forcing it. Yeah. Well, well it's good you put yourself you out there. Know. So that was that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always down to try mm. new things at least once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is present-day Allie speaking, not Atlantis <laughs> male Allie or or more cowgirl Allie or old Native American man Allie. Um, today in our mini episode, we are going to be talking about the Annabelle doll. Uh, we got in it uh, into it a little bit with our Ed and Lorraine episode, but now let's let's really get in a little bit of depth. The Annabelle doll is supposed is a supposedly haunted or possessed Raggedy Ann doll housed at the Occult Museum of famed demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren. She was originally given to a girl named Donna by her mother in 1970 in Hartford, Connecticut. Donna noticed unusual activity around the doll. 
She would leave it in one place and find it moved to a different place in a different position. Donna started noticing notes on parchment paper around her apartment that read, help us and help Lou in child's handwriting. Oh, no. Scary. Then a friend of Donna's had fallen asleep at her apartment and was woken to see the doll staring at him and the feeling of being strangled with deep scratch wounds on his chest. Nope. It was like the original Chucky. Oh, yes. It was only when the girl found a blood-like substance on the back of the doll that she decided to seek help. A seance revealed that the spirit of a young girl named Annabelle Higgins had become attached to the Raggedy Ann doll. Higgins had been found dead at age seven on the property where Donna's apartment now stood. The Warrens reached out to Donna and became involved in the case. They came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not in fact possessed, but manipulated by an inhuman presence, according to the Warrens website, which goes on to say, truly, the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was looking to possess a human host. Can I got to say this really quickly. Can I say this? Something we're in in some sort of simulation because you're just talking about your past life regression. I'm over here not listening to your Annabelle story because I'm on this like Axl Rose kick where I want to learn about Axl Rose and I'm reading his (laughs) Wikipedia page and I just literally got to in the early 1990s, Rose became a staunch believer in homeopathic medicine and began regularly undergoing past life regression therapy. What? Wow, that's really Isn't weird. Isn't that really weird? Like of all the people and that's, that's all crazy. the topics. Ugh. It's weird. That, that's it's every day there's some weird coincidence. Do you want me to take it one step further? Yeah. Yes. So when I lived in Malibu, Axel Rose was my neighbor and he lived on my street and I what? dated his <gasps> son for a little bit. He had an illegitimate son. With his like housekeeper, like assistant or something. And his name was Fernando. And I dated him for like half a minute, but I was like 18. And his, his quote unquote, like son was like 30 or like something weird. Oh my God. Hold on. This is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And was his Fernando Rose? Is that is his last name Rose? I don't think he took his last name because I think Axel was trying to hide him. Oh. Did you ever meet Axel? No. No, you were his neighbor. Well, I lived in a gated community and Axel was on the street right outside the gated community. Damn. But he wow. did start a fire on the street once. He what? did? <laughs> Why? Yeah, there was like some sort of like electrical outage, like some sort of electrical fire at his house and it made it made the street light on fire. I won't say what street it is. It was a canyon in Malibu. Whoa. Oh my God. I thought you meant like he was out there with like a lighter, like just like lighting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like starting a fire. Well, that's nuts that no. all of this came together like that. But Okay. I know. You're telling me. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I just needed to get that off my chest. That was an important interruption. Who knows? There is so much. Ac- Wait, let's let's look up Axl Rose's. Let's see. Guns and Roses songs. <laughs> what? Do you- let's just see if anything. Anything if anything weird out. happens right now. Well, what do you mean? What kind of weird thing do you mean? I don't know. What if they had a song called like Web Crawlers or something? It would just be weird. <laughs> 
I'm getting oh. a, a a phone call from Malibu, California, right now. No, no you're, you're not, not Maria <laughs> Axel. <laughs> no, they don't really have. They have. They have. Uh, get in the ring. Maybe like the ring movie. Maybe after listening to this episode in seven days, all of our listeners are going to die. Maybe no. this is a cursed episode. Oh my god! And we're doing the Annabelle doll, which is cursed. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back on track. So, during a presentation given by Tony Spera, who's... Can you hear me sucking on this Ricola? I cannot. Do you call it Ricola? Do you call it a Ricola? Yeah, what do you call it? Ricola? I call it a Ricola because of the commercials. Ricola. 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 I've never heard it being called a Ricola. That's what I call it a Ricola, too, but I know it's Ricola. Sorry, hear me on this Ricola. So during a presentation given by Tony Spera, who's the Warren's son-in-law, he said the Warrens eventually took the doll from Donna, and during the drive home, Ed apparently had to sprinkle the Annabelle doll, doll with holy water in order to calm it down. That'll do what it. What was it doing? Like screaming? <laughs> so a priest was called in by Ed and Lorraine to look at the doll. The priest threw the doll across the room and proclaimed that God was more powerful than any evil. Whoa. On his drive home, the priest got into a very serious car accident and claimed the last thing that he saw before he lost control of his vehicle was that doll staring at him in the rearview mirror. Oh, my God. There was a similar case of a young man visiting Ed and Lorraine's museum. He apparently banged on the case where Annabelle was, leading to him being thrown out of the, out of the museum. Three hours later, he was killed in a motorcycle crash. Oh, Jeez. So Tony Sparrow reported getting an offer of up to $2 million to sell Annabelle, but he refused, saying it would be totally reckless and irresponsible for me to let that doll out into the public realm. Wow. So that means they like legit think it's cursed. Because I mean, if someone offered $2 million for the doll and they were like, sorry, we can't like they legit think there's something wrong with it. I would have taken the money. Um. So yeah. yeah, Annabelle became something of a legend in The Conjuring, and which is first in a series of films about the Warrens and Annabelle. So here's, an, here's a list of films uh, where you can see the Annabelle doll, uh, the movie Annabelle, obviously, The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home. What, Melissa? What? Annabelle also apparently makes a split-second appearance in the movie Aquaman? This, I do not believe that. The evil doll from the Annabelle and the Conjuring films makes a brief cameo appearance in James Wan's upcoming superhero flick, Aquaman. What? Uh, yeah, it's in, yeah, it's in a shipwreck scene or something. Oh. Oh, really? Let's see. Okay, this is from Screen Rant. The demonic doll called Annabelle will make a cameo in the upcoming Aquaman movie. The evil doll, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the evil doll can be spotted on the ocean floor early on in the movie when Arthur Curry and Mira are boarding her ship for a mission. On the ocean floor. Interesting. Huh. Juan joked, I don't know what you are referring to. Ha, ha, ha. I have no idea what Easter egg you are referencing here. Ha, ha. If it's an Easter egg. Haha. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. So that's pretty great. That actually, you know what? That actually kind of makes me want to watch Aquaman again. Again. I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Wow. Again. <laughs> I am really attracted to that guy who plays Aquaman. 
Who is it? It's uh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Oh, from Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. If there's one thing to take away from this Annabelle episode, it's that I am, like, really attracted to Jason Momoa. <laughs> okay. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If you guys have any cursed artifacts or <laughs> stories about cursed artifacts or just want to talk about Jason Momoa, yeah. Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod or you can find us on Reddit and a Facebook. Great. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. We so appreciate it. Don't forget to rate and review it. Oh, wait. Actually, hold on. What? Oh my god, where'd you go? Uh-oh. Where'd you go? I think... She just just left. (laughs) I'm still here. I think that someone... um, I think that someone reviewed us on iTunes and they screenshotted it. We do have a review from Great Britain. It says, best ep yet. Marissa (laughs) Alley. Marissa Alley. Great stuff. Maria, good luck with Lydia. Y'all always put a big old smile on my face from Lexi McD. No. Yeah, Lexi. she she messaged us on Twitter. So she said, I reviewed you. Getting a shout out would make my lockdown. So oh, Lydia, thank nice. I mean, uh, oh, Lydia. Lexi. Lexi McD, <laughs> McD, thank you so much. Sorry, I just spontaneously combusted. Um, <laughs> anyways, continue to rate and review us and we will shout you out on uh, the podcast. Uh, I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. Bye. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. Pay 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.